Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one-size-fits-all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off-limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Morning Toast and happy Tuesday, arguably the worst day of the week. Hey, Jax, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I've caught whatever roll tad, so I'm now 16. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. You know, doing my best. I'm so glad that we recently bought full body heating pads. They're like heating pads that you wear. We'll post the link at like not to be like so rub it in your face about our new heating pads. Right, like not Um, to brag. Not to brag. And I hadn't busted it out yet because the other bruise heating pads sufficed for the both of us. But I've been wearing my new heating pad and it's definitely a a small bright spot. 100%. Heating pads like truly change and save lives. So I'm so glad that we invested in ourselves. Yeah, definitely. I know I left both my heating pads like on my bed and I just like no brew is in the bed. Cuddled up in multiple heating pads. So jealous. Like, living the life I want to live. I, um, it's always been like obvi- fairly clear like I'm the number one auntie to rolled. But I think, you know, during this time while he's been sick, I have started to feel like sympathy pains as well. Like I have like a sore back. I have a little tickle in my throat. I am really, um, and I need to take care of myself because I have tour this weekend. Tickets available at girlwithnojob.com slash tour. Um, But honestly, I wouldn't have it any other way because if Rold suffers, we all suffer. We all suffer. Of course, now he's semi on the mend and (laughs) and the rest of us are down and out. But I mean... I just need to know how long this is going to last for. Like, That's so classic rolled, you know? Is it the day? Is it three days? Like, I just, I need to know. I need to plan. That's the thing about being a mom that I've, like, learned from Olivia, especially with Kaylor now, like, being a, a social girly, going to, like, different camp and classes and things. Um, kids are literally disgusting. Like, uh, they yeah. are cesspools of germs, bacteria, and, like, illnesses. And justice for the teachers, yeah, those teachers have immune systems. Strong steel. like bull. Steel. Yeah, because Kayla, it's every other day with her, you know? Yeah, that's kids, man. Kids that's are. kids for you. Kids are a And lot. I just assumed I wasn't going to get whatever he had because I have a stronger immune system, like having 30 years of immunity. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it was just laying dormant. Waiting. Laying dormant. Waiting until like he started to feel better so that like we could double the length of the illness. Right. Like it never ends. And then I'm sure in a few days Zach will be like, "Eh, eh, oh, I'm sick. 
for sure zach <laughs> babe i'm feeling like <clears throat> like a little like scratch in my throat yeah and i'll be like that's not the symptom so oh, you're making yeah, you're it up. gonna gaslight him i love thinking. that uh, no <laughs> i mean that's the scratch is the symptom but like he'll be like and and runny knows a little bit but he'll be like my stomach hurts like i think i got what you guys got my no you didn't. Yeah, you didn't i think that's also it's just the time of year now like the seasons are changing there's been like a real palpable shift in weather here in New York. Like it's that gorgeous fall chill, like really one of the best times to be in New York. And that's when everyone gets sick. So just get ready. Yeah. I wouldn't know if the weather here has changed. I haven't left my house in like five <laughs> days. Let me check the weather app. Let I'm me crying. check the weather app. Is it still in the nineties? 87. Oh no, it gets Jesus. to 90 later today. Oof. You know, Ben is like a firm, um, hater of the weather app like he refuses to, ben has like so many weird things like if we're driving somewhere and like it's not like a complicated route it's like obviously like the long island expressway or the bqe like and i put it in like apple maps like the app he will pull over to the side of the road and do it on google maps my husband too what like okay if we're going like to alarejas like for sure i don't know plus like whichever one they're using stinks agreed we're always late they all stink, honestly. Mm -hmm. Ever since Google bought Waze and corrupted it because mm -hmm. Waze was taking over, they all stink. You just have to like get out your map and your magnifying glass and find the back roads. 100%. Um, so while it is Tuesday and that's not great, it is a huge day here at the Morning Toast because we announced a little while ago that Shannon Ford would be joining Toast News Network. And season two of her show launches today. A lot of you guys already know and love Shannon. Her episode on the toast was so critically acclaimed. I believe it's in the running for a Peabody Award. Um, you guys loved her so much and her podcast is so good. She works so hard on it. Like, mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes you'll see like people doing podcasts just because like that's what people do and not really like giving it the attention it requires. Shannon does video and audio content. Her video content is so stunning. She's so stunning. She looks so glamorous in every episode. She lives this like fabulous, interesting life. She's funny. Um, and it's really like an it girl podcast. It's called probably a podcast, but it should be called the it girl. That's so funny because that's also what we wanted to name Lauren Elizabeth's podcast. We're just friends with so many it girls. Or we're we like beyond unoriginal. Like come up with one good idea and like use it multiple times. I didn't no, even remember. I think, no, I think we're consistent. And it just like goes to show that we're friends with such it girls. Like maybe it's because we are it girls and we attract that it energy. Fellow it energy. I didn't realize that that's what we wanted to call um, Lauren Elizabeth's podcast. Do you remember now that I'm reminding you? Like Zero it was just an, it was an idea that was floating amongst the others. Mm -hmm. I felt no. really good about it, but I have no I recollection. Was, I was brutally rebuffed. Well, I'm just so excited for us. Like I'm so grateful to Shannon for joining our little fam, and I think you guys are gonna love it. So you can watch it on YouTube, but she's also available, you know, anywhere podcasts can be found. And she's a premium girlie. There's a lot going on in her life. She has like an international man's. I know. I feel like there's always a lot going on in her life, just in general. She's just like one of those people. But right now is definitely an interesting time to be following her, to be listening to her podcast. She like lives between New York and Nashville, which is like goals. 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 And then she's constantly going across the pond to see her new mans, who is a subject, a former subject of Her Majesty the Queen. <gasps> so true. Maybe we should get him on the toast. And ask him what the temperature is like. I wonder if he's like a monarchophile. What's the Mo word? Uh, a royalist? Monarchist, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
or maybe he's a hater, you know, because anarchist. Like, I think a lot of young people in the UK. I mean, I don't know shit about fuck, but I think like a lot of people like young people are like rebelling against the monarchy in the UK. I don't think so. I, I really don't. don't. I really don't. <laughs> we'll I really don't. We'll have to ask Shan's man. Shan's man's. Um, also she has a ton of like previous episodes if you want to go catch up with Shannon like learn a little bit more about her and she does great guests I was on it so obviously she has a really low bar for guests um, she did a really good episode with Hannah Burner so there's just good shit on there and it's premium as fuck so why wouldn't you join it it has the TNN stamp of approval big time big big time so you know just mogul things mogul, mogul, mogul things for the day yesterday was like a major mogul day we were booked and busy like the thing about being a mogul is like sometimes I don't want to be one you know like sometimes I just want to lay in my bed especially you just be a regular girl oh thank you I'm so wait back to Shannon I believe now we are the industry's leading podcast network for redheads We have two. We have two plus we have the Redheads Book Club, which is right. constantly elevating the voices of redheads and readheads. And Shannon is a natural redhead. Yes. Not that it makes a difference, but it does. It, it does. And I just, I thought that was interesting. I think per capita, we have the most redheads. Oh, for sure. Because now we're at like 10% redheads. Right. Because we're two redheads plus the redheads show. And I think we have now 10 shows on TNN. So like, just makes you think. It does make you think. I have to start comparing with other networks, but um, I, I don't know how many other redheaded podcasts there are in the big leagues. I know the only other redheaded JC. girly is JC Marie of mm -hmm. what we said. Mm -hmm. But other than she, I don't know what redheads are out here doing. It. You know what's cool oh, to think? I'm sorry. Conan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Prince Harry. He doesn't have a podcast. No, his wife does. Um, wait, also, now this makes me think, ready? Except Conan kind of threw a wrench in what I was about to say next. Like, do you think you're the biggest female redhead podcast host? I mean, I do. But I don't know of any that are bigger. I was going to say redhead, period, but Conan is definitely bigger than us, so you'll have to be the female, Conan. Let me look at the charts. Let yeah, I don't see a lot of redhead representation on the charts. Yeah, but, like, maybe the person who hosts the Daily anonymously, like, is a redhead. They just, like, don't put their picture everywhere. Well, that wouldn't count because, like, no one's tuning in to, to the Daily for, like, the dynamic personalities. Like, they're tuning in just for the news. And, like, if you're not a visible redhead, then, like, you're not out here doing the work. You're not making, <laughs> like, an impact for the movement. No, and, like, for the redhead community. Right. Not. Sorry. No, I completely agree. I'm looking through the top podcasts. Okay, there's Conan. Classic. There we are. I didn't see a redhead before I saw us. So that would make you the biggest podcaster who's a female redhead. Yes, I'm going to add that to my bio because I never know what the fuck to put in there. A hundred percent. It's like I'm Jackie's an Instagram influencer, podcaster, friend. Yeah, lifestyle brand enthusiast. <laughs> She's a massive, like writing a bio is probably like it's the worst part 10, of this job. top 10, one of the job. most painful experiences of someone's life. And you have to constantly be updating it. She is a mast Stop, <laughs> not the amassed. Jackie's so right. Jack, Claudia can be seen on the Today Show, Steve, Steve Harvey. Harvey. <laughs> yeah, like watch Bravo's Watch What Happens Live. Like just kill me. Because all the things like that are like notable happened to me 10 years ago, you know? 
Yeah, no, your book. Yeah, no, your I've, tour. I had to recently update my bio. I added my tour, my book, TNN. But I just feel like the things that are most interesting about me like aren't the things you put in a bio. No, like, like literally, who cares? Yeah, yeah. People, they, like the bios, they only care about the fake shit, not the real shit. So true. Like if you have a good bio, you're a fake person. Totally. Like I want to know how many books you read last year. <gasps> oh my God. By the way, I officially reached over 100 books read. Since you got your Kindle? Since I started my Goodreads. So when, when I started reading the December of 2019, was it? Or December 2020. 2020. That's it? amazing. How many books yeah. have you read this year so far? Let me check mine. 43. Wow. And your goal is 50. My goal was 35, but now it's 50 and I think I'll hit it. No problem. Let me see how many I've read so far this year. 26. Good for you. By the way, that's good. Yeah. My goal for the year was 30. So I'll, I'll meet oh, you'll it, hit it just from and redheads. Hopefully books. we'll take like a nice trip at the end of the year. That's where we get all of our reading in. Yeah. I was talking to Ben about it because like I saw in my Goodreads, it was at 101. And I'm like, oh my God, like I was like so excited and proud of myself. And he's like, that's great. Like being all patronizing and not and supporting literate women. And he's fake he's been called out. Right. Um, but I was just trying to explain to him like why it's such a big deal. And it's obviously like great to have read. But it's also great for me to have like done something I swore I would never do. Because like I'm so stubborn. Um, and there's so many things I would love to like in an ideal world. Yeah, I would love to be a girl who goes for runs. But like we all know that's never going to happen. And reading used to be running. Yeah. So maybe I'll start running. Or skiing? I would love to ski, but I just am not, I'm not physically capable. Like, I'm really not. I think you are. I think you should give it another chance. I, by the way, when I was watching The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills in Aspen, and they were so fabulous in, like, their Fendi jumpsuits and just, like, whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. It's, there's nothing more elegant and rich and cool than skiing. Like, I would love to take, like, a weekend trip. The one time I went, I swear to God, my legs were going to fall off. I think, I think you could do it now. Because I weigh less? It was a lot of, for sure, that it was, was a, a lot nod. of weight. Podcast listeners, I did nod. Yeah, were, I, the part of the reason why I thought my legs were going to fall off was because my entire body weight was like being heralded on my shins, which aren't in particularly great shape. It's also really hard on your shins at first. Even sometimes like once you're skilled, you just have to like lean onto your shins and it really hurts. Yeah. But I do think being a bit more... Light. Light will help you. I think you should try it again at some point. I know, but it's also, it's not something like that's just like, let's just try it. To get to the mountain with all of your shit and not faint is borderline impossible. So just to try it, but also like all the work that I had to put in before that. Yeah. It's not like, oh, what if I just, you know, went to the mountain? It's like a whole thing. Yeah. Well, I think the opportunity will present itself at some point. I would love a, like, is there like a private mountain? Yeah. Like if somebody would invite me to their home with like a private mountain where like I could just put my skis on in my bedroom and then walk outside. Like yep. ski out that I'll just try it because if it sucks, how do I get home? Yeah, that I think you like take the chairlift up and then ski down to your house. Like if you live in the middle on a mountain, you can ski out and then ski down the rest of the mountain. Got it. But I don't so know. How do I get I've, to the I've never done it. I've never skied out. So that sounds like a luxury that I would definitely like to afford. Yes, for sure. Okay. Bucket list. Bucket list tings. We've got a great show. I did watch the Emmys last night and I actually have a lot of thoughts, so I'm excited to talk about it. And we've got Unburden Yourselves, so I feel like we should dive right in. We're busy girls. We don't have Unburden Yourselves, actually. We have Unburden. 
We have unburdened yourselves. We don't have unburdened yourself? I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. No, I didn't. Roll the tapes. We have unburdened yourselves at gmail.com. We do, by the way. I plan to unburden themselves. Okay, without further ado, do, 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 here are the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Hiring is a challenge, is a challenge, especially right now when you have so much on your plate. Luckily, there's one place you can go to where hiring is simple, fast, and smart. A place where growing businesses connected to qualified candidates. The place is ZipRecruiter.com slash toast. So ZipRecruiter does the work for you. They use powerful technology to find and match the right candidates up with your job. <laughs> Excuse me. You can Uh-oh. easily review these recommended candidates and invite your top choices to apply. ZipRecruiter is so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a cha- quality candidate within the first day. And it's a no wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated hiring site based on G2 satisfaction ratings as of January 1st, 2022. Right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free when our listeners go to ZipRecruiter.com toast. That's ZipRecruiter.com T-O-A-S-T. ZipRecruiter.com toast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Great. Okay, our first story, Emmy Awards 2022. All the winners, losers, fashion, moments, etc. So let's go through the winners, shall we? Yes, because um, I just happened to have, like, at 7.59, I saw something on Instagram, like, oh, the Emmys. And I turned it on and I just started to watch it because there was, like, nothing else to watch. And I have to say I really enjoyed it. I thought it was super well done. They wasted no fucking time with dumb shenanigan shit. Keenan was excellent. And I thought it was a gorgeous affair, really. Wow, I'm so happy for you. They, they got their shit together. It was much tighter. You know, it was like awards, presenters. Awards, presenters. Like no dumb, like, shit. Packages. No packages. No Keenan embarrassing himself. Like he was doing a good job. He was being funny. And he was getting from point A to point B. Great. Um, I did not watch, but here are the list of winners. And like we were familiar. We watched so many of the so, shows. Yeah, yeah. So it was nice. I mean, White Lotus <clears throat> swept completely. It was Ned Schneebly's night and nobody else's. That's the guy, Steve Zahn. No. Ned Schneebly is the writer and director of the show. It's like his baby. And he won on like all the major categories. And he played. he was played by Ned Schneebly. His name is Mike White. Okay, and someone also messaged me that he directed the Emoji movie, which won a Razzie. So he is on his way to Regat. This is huge. This is adding huge. another layer. Right. Okay, let's go through the winners. The we'll plot share our, thickens. We'll share our thoughts. Yeah. First, outstanding drama series, which is like the big award. Yeah. Succession. Oh, I was so happy for them it was so crazy to see them all together but then the guy who was making the speech like took a dig at oh the monarchy like why you got to make it about king charles that was like kind of losery like you just won an emmy and you're talking about the king right and i think brian cox who plays logan is british yeah he he didn't say anything though i think he was offended by that no it was just like hella fucking unnecessary like and they left the queen out of in memoriam She's not an actress. Yes, she is. She's been in things. She's inspired many a program. The Crown. There's no show without her. Um, she literally I, just died. There's an in memoriam. Like, pay some fucking respect. No, I don't think it was necessary. Like, and they left out Norm Macdonald. That's what I saw. No way, because he was literally nominated last night for his. Did you see he, him? He was nominated posthumously. 
but in memoriam segment. No, I didn't watch it in memoriam. No offense. Like it makes me sad. Like I don't like I don't have my eyes glued for who they snub. You know. Yeah, I heard <laughs> they snubbed Norm. That's moronic, and, and I, I don't know if I, I I can cannot imagine that's true. He was literally nominated last night. I'm just telling you what I heard. Don't I was happy the session one. Um, they were all at the same table except Kendall Roy was at the White Lotus table. Maybe there was like not not enough space, but like I just thought that was weird. Well, they're both HBO tables. Oh yeah, and maybe he's seeing someone in the White Lotus cast. And Tom won for lead actor or supporting yes. actor. Well, okay, outstanding lead actor in a drama drama series went to Lee Jung Jae from Squid Game. Well deserved. Then outstanding lead actress in a drama series went to Zendaya for Euphoria. And that was historic and everyone in the room was just like, it was literally like <clears throat> Zendaya's bar mitzvah. Like it was like about her. She like, looked unreal. Best dressed. Best dressed. Her hair like was this cute little baby doll style that really went with the dress. She looked incredible. Like she is that bitch. Her speech was really beautiful and she's really beautiful. And it was just like sad that Tom Holland wasn't there. Why wasn't he there? Because she was just like a solo night out for her. I don't know. Like celebrities like like to do that. Like when like I think because when you show up with your mans, especially if you're not often photographed with your mans, it becomes about that and not about your accomplishments. Like that's why Taylor's like never at the Grammys with Joe Alwyn, you know? I, yeah, but like how could anything really dwarf her accomplishments at this point, you know? No, it's true. But like, I don't know if that was the reason why or maybe scheduling, but like make it work. Scheduling. Yeah. It actually is a really busy week globally. It is. The Kelly Clarkson show has moved to New York. We haven't even spoken about that. So excited. For and she city. did a, like a little promo video um, singing Welcome to New York by Taylor Swift. And like, honestly, there's n- never been a greater piece of work. So ever. does this mean Kelly's moving to New York? Yes. As a woman? Unless, like as a human, as, as a, a mom? Yeah. I don't know. Does that mean she's going to enroll her kids in the private school system here? I got to find out where they go to school and not to be a freak. That's really freaky. Yeah, no, that's actually like really inappropriate. I take it back. Sorry. Um, I don't know if like if she would come and like, for three or four days a week, bang out like two shows a day. That's what a lot of people do. And then move to Montana or wherever she lives, LA. Nashville. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, back to the Emmys. Outstanding supporting actor in a drama series, Matthew McFadden, Succession, who plays Tom, Tom, also known as Mr. Darcy. When he gave a speech and it turned out he was British and like I just didn't put that together, even though I knew he played Mr. Darcy, it was quite jarring. What did he say? Um... He was just, like, so, like, shook and, like, so happy. And he obviously just loves his job and, like, loves being on Succession. And he's, like, definitely a funny guy in person. What was so weird about last night was, like, and I don't remember an Emmys season where there was so much of this, where, like, every category had, like, three people from the same show. So he was up against... uh, Kieran. Nicholas Braun. And Greg. Kieran Culkin. So, like, it was weird. Yeah, that is weird. And Severance also. I know every show, Dope Sick had like three people per category. There was really like four or five shows that had like multiple candidates in every category. And then there was like Sydney Sweeney being nominated twice, once for Zendaya. I mean, Zendaya. Once for Euphoria and once for White Lotus. And she didn't win for either. No. She looks great though. Um, actually, I was not a fan. I think sometimes she looks like really just not fashionable. And so considering that, I thought she looked really good. Yeah, who made her dress? I don't know. I, I want to say Tori Burch. Can you just double check before I make my point about that? Sydney Sweeney made her dress. 
Oscar de la Renta. Okay. Because she has this, like, big partnership with Tory Burch, and so she wears a lot of Tory Burch couture. And the brand is just, like, a little matronly for her. She's, like, the youngest, hottest thing in Hollywood right now. And, like, she's wearing grandma dresses. Yeah, I feel that. Like, and that one last night, while it was better, it's still a grandma dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 no lies were told. Pete Davidson was also at the awards, and he was looking cute. Did he seem sad? Actually, yes. What is That going- was my first thought. I just, like, want to know what's going on. It was also just, like, a big night for comedy, because obviously SNL was nominated a bunch of times, and then there's the comedy category for the specials. Gerard Carmichael won. Um, it was just, like, a big night for, like, I just felt like there was a lot of comedians. Bowen Yang was nominated, and he was there. Lauren Michaels was there. And Lauren Michaels, they won, like, the variety sketch comedy. It's like, yeah, what else? Yeah, true. Okay, let me finish the winners. Yeah. Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Drama Series, Julia Garner Ozark. Outstanding Comedy Series, Ted Lasso. We can now oh, confirm that, was nice. that it is a really good show. Outstanding Actor in a Comedy Series, Jason Stakis, Ted Lasso. Honestly, Out- like, totally deserved. I love Ted Lasso. Every time they won, I wanted to cry. Totally. Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series, Jean Smart Hacks. Oh, the way that the Emmys keep giving Jean Smart her rightfully deserved award when there's so many good women in that category like I'm grateful for like Hannah Einbender did not win um so I thought like maybe they were over I mean I don't think she deserved to win but I thought maybe like you know the Jean Smart thing was just like a a fluke last year yeah no I looking at the category I hadn't watched anything else but she deserves it like completely handily next outstanding supporting actor in a comedy series Brett Goldstein Ted Lasso Roy Kent Right? Yeah, Kendall Roy, Roy Kent. It's definitely confusing. Yes. I um, was so happy that he won my Jewish king. He's so hot. Brett Goldstein. I think he was at my bat mitzvah. Um, And I think he deserves a Nobel Peace Prize for that one line he delivered that changed my life. I think you might be dying (laughs) when that girl has bad breath. Like, I actually never laugh at TV. And I swear to God, I think I beat my pants. It was so funny. Me too. Next, Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series, Cheryl Lee Ralph, Abbott Elementary. You watch that, yeah? I do. I haven't watched, like, all of it, but I watched a good chunk of the first season. And, like, Abbott Elementary is the cutest TV show. And it's, you just are going to be rooting for them because, like, they're P-Joms and P-Jows. Like, they had all this money for, um, to do press for the Emmys, like, that the network gave them, and they donated every single dollar to give school supplies to the public schools, like, which is so moronic that, like, we even have to do that, but, like, they're, like, a show that, like, highlights, like, the trials and tribulations of being a public school teacher in an underfunded and, like, low-income neighborhood, and they're, like, walking the walk and talking the talk. Like, I just love them, and the show is fucking funny. That's awesome. Yeah, and Chessie is in it. I heard. And Chessie's a redhead. To she have a podcast? <laughs> Hopefully not. Next, Outstanding Limited Series, The White Lotus. Then, Outstanding Actor in a Limited Series or Movie, Michael Keaton, Dope Sick. Outstanding Actress in a Limited Series or Movie, Amanda Seyfried, The Dropout. That was shocking. Yeah. She was up against Julia Garner, Inventing Anna, Lily James, Pam and Tommy, Margaret Qualley, Made, Sarah yeah. Paulson, Impeachment, Tony Collette, The Staircase. I thought Margaret Qualley could have or should have won. Same with Sarah Paulson. She was amazing as that annoying bitch in Impeachment. Yeah. These are all shows that, like, I intended to watch. Like, really, truly, like, still on my contemplate that I right. just never did. I feel like Life I watched got in the way. I feel like I watched Pam and Tommy, though. Um, I did. It was good. 
Okay, then outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series, Jennifer Coolidge, The White Lotus. She gave... Okay, the one thing I want to say about the Emmys is that, like, award shows are always, like, playing the music for people. Every single person who got on stage had a clock in front of them and they kept saying oh my god I only have 30 seconds like they gave people no time and this year I guess they like asked all the nominees to submit like a list of people they would want to thank so that when the person ended up winning they put like the Gene Hack Smart would like to thank her brother blank and her agent like it was so disingenuous and like if we're not going to listen to the people who are winning like that's what we're watching for no like this more than ever, I felt like they were cutting people off. And to their credit, they did end at 11 o'clock, not 1130. But like, cut something else. For yeah. real. Like, why? It was actually like rude. That is rude. And it like trips people up and probably makes people go longer as opposed to like, Duh. if I knew I had this much time left, as, and instead of being like, sorry, oh, I, you know, wasting time on being like, I know I need to wrap this up. Yeah, like, shut up. Like, just talk instead of talking about wrapping it up. You're wasting time. And I also feel like there needs to be someone in the back, like, editorializing the amount of time people have. Because it's like, Jennifer Lotus should have more time than Jennifer Lotus, someone yeah. who just, like, won again. Yeah, no, they definitely use discretion. Like, Jennifer Lotus is out again. <laughs> yes. I'm not feeling well. They definitely choose, like, they pick and choose who they get, you know, kicked off. Like, Amanda Seyfried, while she is, like, A-list, like, she's not, like, super, like, you know, she wasn't, like, inspiring anyone with her speech. Like, <laughs> she got kicked off. But um, That's what I mean. You know, the woman from, I'm so sorry, I cannot remember her name, from Abbott Elementary, like, sang and was, like, literally giving a speech that was bringing people to tears about just, like, never give up on your dreams. Like, look at me. Like, it was just like, and nobody played the music, like as they shouldn't have. Right, Lizzo That's also what I mean. was just. There needs to yeah. be someone in the back being like, "Do people want to hear from this person? Are they really saying something impactful? Or can we like save some minutes here?" <laughs> yeah, they definitely use judgment, but that's also not fair. Like everyone worked equally as hard. Like give them a minute. They give a minute. Yeah, they get like thirty to forty-five seconds. Okay, then we have outstanding variety talk series last week tonight with John Oliver. Like that category being like Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, Stephen Colbert. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm like, I have such a hatred of late night talk show, late night TV, because it's literally like, I'm sorry, it's talentless hacks. Like, it's all like, this, it's like how I feel about David Letterman. Like, I've just started to recently like really hate that group of people yeah because I feel like they got famous in a time where like they were the only people getting famous like they weren't giving out shows to like Asian women you know like it was like straight white men and like they're not funny like no literally it's a fact that like Jimmy Kimmel is not fucking funny they're not funny the shows aren't funny how many writers do they have on these shows how many people do they have working on them to put out this piece of garbage every single night oh and there's like six of them yeah it's just not interesting no and so the fact that like they're still getting these prestigious nominations like you know who deserves that award like cody co's podcast like people actually like that yeah that's what it means the potties the pot like but also not, not be, to make it about us there should be one podcast award within the emmys like sorry i agree especially for like, people who do video yeah especially for one that's hosted by two sisters one that's redhead one that's fat brunette <laughs> just think about it um and I did feel like they were getting a little bit more creative, like nailed it with Nicole Byer, which is like actually a genuinely hysterical show that got nominated in like the competition category. Yeah, Outstanding Competition Program. She was nominated, but Lizzo's Watch Out for the Big Girls one. Didn't and you know, know what was so crazy? Lizzo had a show. You didn't? It's on no. Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. 
it's like a worldwide search for like really talented backup dancers who are not like the traditional like what you would come to expect from a dancer's body. That's cool. Um, yeah, and now they're going on a world tour. Like it was actually really cool. The like, dancers. How, yeah, like Lizzo was actually involved in it, and she like loves the girls, and all the girls were there. Oh, that's and so cool! How have I never sweet. heard about it? But um, it was a crazy kind of upset because RuPaul always wins. Yeah, and RuPaul was there. Like he obviously thought he was going to win. Yeah, well, it's it's nice. Like it could go to someone else. Someone else could yeah. have an Emmy on their shelf. No, it's so true. And now I feel like Lizzo is definitely like in the EGOT. She has the E and the G. But could she be regot? The O is the hardest. She could write a song for a movie. Yeah. She'll yeah. get there. Okay, well, there. that's your Emmys recap. Um, there was one thing I wanted to say before we wrapped up. And okay. it was just to kind of go off of how much I fucking hate Jimmy Kimmel. Great. So he presented with Will Arnett. And they did this incredibly unfunny... Oh, shocking. Bit shocking. Where, stuff. like, Jimmy Kimmel was, like, dead on the floor the whole time. Like, Will Arnett dragged him out by the by his feet, dropped him at the microphone. Will Arnett, like, did the presentation. And when they announced the winner, who was Quinta Brown from Abbott Elementary, which is just like this, if, you, if you've been following Abbott Elementary, it's just like this incredible story. Like, it's just this feel-good show and... It's written by a black woman. Like, it's it's like a great triumph. And it's like, it was this moment for her. And Jimmy Kimmel stayed on the floor, like, pretending to be dead for her speech. Like, get it, like got in her way. Like, she literally couldn't even get to the microphone. That's so funny. I can't no, stop laughing. it's hilarious. La I can't stop laughing. Ha. No, that's really I was funny. like, you're kidding me. Like, this is a huge moment. Now, in every picture, you're dumb dopey body is get the fuck up bitch get up it really fucking pissed me off get up <laughs> what the fuck was it oh and above all it was not a funny bit so it's like if you're gonna like risk being rude you gotta be funny and unfortunately jimmy kimmel being funny is not something he really does all that but often. it sounds hysterical claude no, it was so dumb. And then at the at the uh, afterwards, when they do press for all the winners, somebody asked, like, what did you think about that? And it's very clear she's, you know, a political queen. She's on ABC. He's on ABC. I do believe um, they know each other. Like, he might have even been, like, somewhat helpful in getting her on ABC. So, like, she wasn't going to, like, you know, be rude. So she was like, well, I don't know what the internet thinks. Like, I thought it was fine. It was like, she was, she wasn't, she wasn't telling the truth, but she was being political. She was you like know? saying the right things, but like not with the enthusiasm of someone who believes that. She had no like energy. She was like, oh, I thought it was funny. Ha <laughs> ha. I think it's hysterical. One of the funniest things I've ever heard. <laughs> it really fucking pissed me off. Like, and now there are people on the internet who are literally going around photoshopping all of her images and getting his body out. Like Gorge. how stupid. Gorge. I like I, the hate that I have for like the Jimmys. Well, actually, I kind of like Jimmy Fallon for Jimmy Kimmel specifically and like all the like the late night hosts who I just feel like are really undeserving of all that they have accomplished. Like, I'm sorry. I don't know if that's like mean to undermine their entire careers, but like it's just how I feel. Um, my hatred has grown stronger, especially when like there were so many shows last night that came from streaming and aren't like the typical like these aren't, you know, people who were just handed TV shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it just felt, when they did that category, I'm like, you're kidding. You're kidding. Damn. Yeah. Okay, well, that's... But all in all, it was a good night. Yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm shocked that you watched. No, I know, Truly and I shocked. did enjoy it. 
it was really star-studded. Like Reese Witherspoon was there, Connie Britton was there. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Amy Poehler. It was just it was premium. Wonderful. Are you ready for our next story? Are you? I'm just not feeling great today. So. Oh my god, it's contagious. The next story is brought to you by Kitsch. They say that hair care is the new skincare, but there is one brand that has taken it to the next level. With a cult-like following, Kitsch has created game-changing essentials that beauty enthusiasts swear by. From satin pillowcases to time-saving towels, Kitsch knows hair care doesn't stop in the shower. So whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. They were started in 2010 by selling their hair ties door-to-door, and now they are a self-funded, female-founded, and carried in over 20,000 retail locations. So they offer a lot of great different hair products. So if you sleep like an animal, like myself, their satin pillowcases, caps, and eye masks are great so you don't wake up and have to redo your entire head of hair. This is only something I've recently started doing, and I cannot believe how much time and heat I've wasted on my hair by not just sleeping with a satin pillowcase. They also have shampoo and conditioner bars that makes bottle-free beauty the future. They have heatless satin curling rollers that people on TikTok are obsessed with. They have quick dry hair towels. If you are like me and it takes 24 hours for your hair to dry, it might be time to buy yourself one of the quick drying towels. And their classic hair ties and scrunchies. I also love their claw clips because I have long, thick hair and a traditional claw clip is not going to cut it. Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash toast. That's 30% off anything and everything at M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash toast. Mykitsch.com slash toast for 30% off your order. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <clears throat> okay, our next story, Ray J is on the warpath. Oh, yeah. He is slamming Kris Jenner, claiming that he filmed three sex tapes with Kim Kardashian to get the right one for Miss Chris. Ray J is doing whatever it takes to clear his name. The singer who infamously appeared in the sex tape with ex-Kim Kardashian slammed Kris Jenner on Saturday after she took a lie detector test he claims was fake. So we talked oh. about this last week. Kris Jenner went oh. on James Corden. And the lie detector man was the man from Lisa Vanderpump. He is the man that I believe like David Dobrik uses in his vlogs. He is the one and only lie detector test configurer in Los Angeles. There's only one lie detector guy in LA. And it's him. And it's him. And 100%. he administered Chris's lie detector test where James Corden asked her if she sold Kim's sex tape and she said no the lie detector determined that was true and this upset Ray J because he is back to square one insisting that Chris sold the tape made them film it three times because she didn't like how Kim looked and he's putting up some presentations on his Instagram um trying to prove that this is the case so while I did see some of the proof I didn't feel like any of it was like you know bulletproof like it could just be a piece of paper that he wrote you know take one take two yeah um and I don't know I just and perhaps I'm just a Kardashian blind loyalist apologist and I own that but I just have a hard time believing okay because I feel like at first you know there were before the Kardashians ever addressed it people used to say like Chris sold it and I was probably like yeah she probably did but like it worked so who cares like you know what we're past that um, but then they started, you know, addressing the fact that people think it. And that made me think, no, because if they did actually sell it, they would have just like continued to ignore. Yeah. They don't have to address it. So the way that they handled it made me think that no. And so no one was even talking about it anymore when they did that James Corden thing. And if the Kardashians didn't want to answer it, James Corden wouldn't have made the, like they obviously had approval over it. Right, right. So the fact that they're like not 
against talking about the fact that people think it was Chris makes me think it wasn't Chris. Yeah. I don't know what I thought it was. I feel like it was like gonna get out or something and then they got involved in order to not like, in order to make money with everyone else. Get ahead of it. Yeah. Perhaps. Also, I remember watching season one of the Kardashians and like emotions were high. Like the girls are not actresses. No, and not season one. No, like I've seen them act in some shit and they stink. Like they're not actors. Yeah. Like those were raw, real emotions. But like I remember when she was going to go on Tyra. Even if it wasn't Chris who sold it, I don't think it's Ray J who sold it. Like I feel like we can let Ray J know like we don't think it's you. Isn't it like some. No, I think it's Ray J. Like uh, literally a year ago, Ray J's manager like. Right. Someone in his like, circle. Yeah. Perhaps. But like I don't think it was Ray J. Especially after this, like, he really right. is intent Wants on to clear his name. his name. Yeah, the thing is, like, I don't really care. Like, I have moved on. Yeah. I Have you seen the sex tape? No. I have. Somebody showed it to me when I was in high school. Like, I'm not going to say his name because he's married now and actually just saw him. He's a nice boy. Um, but he showed it to me and I was, like, literally, like, what? I'd never seen, like, you know, like, porn before. I was, like, it was, like, really graphic. I, know, I, don't, I don't even know. So I have moved on, you know, I've since that on. fateful day in junior year. Yeah, me too. I don't know what I believe, but I'm not like mad at anyone. I'm not, this isn't like stopping me from being a fan of Ray J. No, I like no. his earbuds, Raycon. You do love his earbuds. <laughs> he has like a, a tech company. Yeah, Raycon. He puts the Ray in Raycon. Yeah. So I just. Like, I don't care. I don't care. Question, do you think Kim and Ray J are going to get back together? I do feel like she's like a little still hung up on Pete. And once she kind of heals from that journey, maybe she's willing to explore things again with Ray J. But um, I'm not sure. There's really no telling the future. You never know. Honestly, that's like less crazy than Kim and Pete getting together in the first place. 100%. I mean, I am still holding out hope for Kim and Reggie Bush. Like that really was like OTP. I'm holding out hope for Kim and Chris Humphreys. I'm not. I don't think two people have ever hated each other more. No. And you know what? Like, Chris Humphreys has every right to hate Kim because as much as I love her, like I can't admit that wasn't her finest moment. No. I think she would admit that. And it, you know whose moment it really wasn't finest e- either? Chloe. Why? Like during that show, like that series, like she was kind of mean. What do you mean? Like when they did Kim and Chris getting married. Yeah, Kim and Chris getting married. What did she also, do? She was like mean to like Chris and like his sister. <laughs> do you remember? No. It was just like so awkward. Like everyone was so unhappy. Um, and they were trying not to be. And it was hard. Okay, I need to go back and watch. But it honestly, like, it was not a good time to be a Kardashian no, It was fan. also weird that, like, Kim married someone with the same name as her mom. Yeah, and it's like an alternate spelling, too. No, they spell it the same. No, but both of them. Yeah, they both spell it non beaten Non-traditionally. Non-traditionally. <laughs> weird. Okay, are you ready for our next story? Yes. In today's news of fools who are disrespecting the queen, Howard Stern slams annoying U.S. coverage of the queen's death. He says enough. Oh, my God. This is tough for me because, you know, it's You're tough two for queens. both of us. Yeah, we really look up to Howard Stern. 
Howard Stern has had enough of Queen Elizabeth II. The outspoken radio personality slammed the wall-to-wall U.S. media coverage of the monarch's death. I can't death hear this. I in can't a tirade during Monday's segment of the Howard Stern show, he said, it's weird traditions and everything, and I'm like, Jesus, enough with the queen, he told his co-host Robin Quivers when her death was brought up. I mean, it's America. We don't have a queen. Okay, that's like not like that crazy. I know, but like he's not here for all the pomp and circumstance by the way that's like fine with me like I am okay with you know looking up to people who I don't share every opinion with like I'm okay with that at least he didn't say like I'm glad that bitch is dead that's what I thought like he was because he could be a little crazy sometimes yeah no he didn't say that he's just like not here for all of our obsession with it um but that's why you tune into the morning toast because if you're listening to Howard he's not here for it that's fine but here we're gonna keep you updated on one queen story a day in some way queen adjacent until the end of September I can guarantee it yeah and like not everyone wants to tune in and listen to a curly-headed fuck okay (laughs) I'm kidding I'm kidding I just wanted to hurt Howard like he hurt me yeah I'm lashing out I guess he didn't get invited to the funeral right oh clearly someone's a little better jealous Jealous one. Do you see Prince Charles? I'm sorry, King, King. Charles Cavalier Spaniel is going viral like for his fingers, um, like the way with the pen. No, two things. He's go everything he's doing. He's like getting roasted. One yeah. is because like they're calling his fingers. It's really mean, honestly. Like sausage fingers because he's got like chunky. Are they fingers. body shaming him? They're body shaming the king. Okay, well, as the official spokesperson for fat fingered fucks, um, I think that this is disgusting. Do you see him, Charles? Think that- I stand with Charles. A lot of us are really insecure. You don't think we'd all like long, lean fingers? Some of us weren't born that way. And some of us, no matter how much fucking weight we lose, still have big, fat fucking hands, okay? And some of us, no matter how much weight we gain, still have pretty slim fingers. No, it's not right, like, the way you prance around with those pointy little fucks. It's crazy. Like, my fingers have expanded, like, a little bit since being, like, a big, fat fuck. (laughs) (laughs) But it's crazy. My ring sizes are so small. Like my wedding ring, my my engagement ring is pretty small, but it still fits. But like my wedding band is literally a size three. I don't even want to tell you what mine is, okay? But my engagement ring is like a three and three quarters. So big. <laughs> um, Huge. What's yours? I don't really feel like sharing. I feel like you're a six seven, which is like an average size. I would prefer to share my pant size than my ring size. Okay. Okay. What kind of pants do you wear? <laughs> Bitch, fuck off. Were you saying the other day that we should all share our weights? Yeah, but everyone else has to go first, <laughs> and then I'll decide. That's funny. Anyways, um, so I just would love like weight transparency. Like, what does like. Like, okay, there's a body that I like. Like, what do you weigh? You okay, know? yeah. I feel like Kim's always telling us what she weighs, which I love. Okay. That's for sure, but, like, that's not what I'm referring to. No, 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 I know. Like regular people. I know, but I, I like like knowing. Also, I'm, I think we're, like, around the same height as Kim, so it's actually interesting. That's, like, when, so sad because I'm, I'm so far from her. When Wait. someone's, like, really, really tall, though, it's, like, I can't even relate. No, I was just having this conversation. I forget who. Oh, with Heather McMahon. Because she's so tall. And she was talking about how she really carries her weight very well. And she does because she's so fucking tall. And actually, it's like not fair. No, it's not fair. Tall people can it, eat more. And, and then I was saying Ben has the same thing. Ben carries his weight extremely well. It's not fair. And I'm just like a roly-poly-oly over here trying to get out the door. Yeah. It's also, disgusting. Prince King Charles is being made fun of like the... He's like was pushing around his pen things like Pens, yeah. to the servants. 
Yeah. Just being kind of a tyrant. Yeah, no, he definitely gives like bad boss energy. Like, is he going to be a tyrannical king? I feel like those days are past because the kings and queens really don't have power. So are it's powerless. Like, okay, you want to be crazy? Like, go stew in your room. Right. Um, go to your room. <laughs> but is he going to be like Charles the Terrible? He's going to be Charles in charge. Charles the Terrible. Terrible. Charles. Sure. Terrible. Are you ready for our next oh. story? We're not at the fifth and final yet? No. But this next story no. I'm really excited to talk about. What? Because it's some Elvis news. Oh. Have you seen the news? Jackie, I feel like this is the fifth. Did no. you choose six? No. Here, one was Emmys, two was yeah. Ray J, three was Howard Stern, four is what I'm about to say. Oh. But we just like went on so many tangents. Yeah, yeah. Four was my ring size. Right, right, right. So Sofia Coppola is coming out with this Priscilla Presley biopic and the cast is coming in. Guess who's playing Elvis? Which was another biopic? Yeah, but it's about Priscilla. But no, it's totally giving like sad, fraudulent energy. It's giving like when there were two Snow White and the Huntsmans, you know? Yeah, no, but it's like the El- like Elvis is Austin Butler. If anybody wants to make another Elvis movie, you're going to have to cast Austin Butler. Okay, wait. So who was playing Elvis? Jacob Elordi. Isn't that like a little losery? Honestly, I'm like embarrassed for Jacob. Like, <laughs> this is really weird. It's Who's like, playing Priscilla? Priscilla is being played by um, Kaylee Spani. But like to me, Olivia Degange is Priscilla. So if you use Kaylee Spani, I just need to look. She's her from up. Mayor of Easttown and Bad Times at the El Royale. Like, good luck. How do you spell Kaylee? How do you spell Spani? C-A-I-L-E. Oh, C-A-I-L-E-E. Space S-P-A-E-N-Y. I don't see it. Yeah, no, I just like the... It's, I feel like this kind of is behavior is really beneath Sofia Coppola. Like, I know, the her whole dad thing, is Francis Ford Coppola. Like, the whole thing is odd to me. Especially because, like, we got the Elvis movie, and this is, like, Felvis. No, I'm, like, I'm literally ashamed. No, this would be, like, if Harry Styles, like, he didn't get the big movie, so now he's going to play Elvis in the small movie. No, because the way I'm, like, so shook up by this information. You're all shook up. I'm all shook up. And to be honest, I feel like Jacob Elordi just got, like, a little less hot, honestly. No, I know. Like, if Sofia Coppola wants to make a movie about Priscilla Presley, I absolutely love that. You have to cast Austin Butler and Olivia Gange. Otherwise, what are you doing? What's the point? What yeah. are you doing? Oh, that I love's mine. I miss Elvis. I don't. Why? Honestly, the more that I sat back and, like, marinated with the film, the more I thought it was actually a horrendous movie. For real. What about all the standing ovations that say otherwise? Oh, well, that changes things <laughs> for sure. It was good. Like, it was entertaining, but as a film, it was bad. Like, really. And that's not to take away from Austin Butler. Like, I actually still think he deserves to be nominated for an Oscar. I think Tom Hanks deserves to be put on jail. a secluded island. <laughs> Tom Hanks deserves um, jail. But I think the film was not good. I don't think it was an accurate, no, maybe not accurate. I don't think it was a effective retelling of Elvis's story. I think if that's the story we're leaving to like a younger generation, like nobody's going to respect Elvis. Would you respect a, a loser? 
No. No, I wouldn't. So you're saying we do need another Elvis movie. Kind of. But like Austin Butler is Elvis. Like that's what the movie was successful in. Yeah. So maybe that's what Sofia Coppola felt. Like she saw the movie. She said, this isn't what we should be leaving the children. I'm going to do it my own way. Because maybe Sofia Coppola believes that the children are our future. <laughs> maybe. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? I am. In weird collab news. Swedish House Mafia talk about their affordable IKEA collab. Swedish House Mafia is teaming. I'm gonna start that again. <laughs> Swedish House Mafia is teaming up with Swedish-founded retailer IKEA. Speaking to People Magazine about the collaboration, the house music supergroup shared their experience growing up with the brand in Sweden and how the retailer played a very large role in their lives. The two Scandinavian powerhouses joined forces to produce Obik. Obey Grandsad, a limited collection that will enable the many rising creatives in music and digital arts to produce their, to build their home studios at an affordable price. The products will be- sign me up. Where was this? A month ago. The products will be launched in the US and globally in October, 2022. Oh, so it's like the the line is for like furniture you need if you build like an at-home DJ studio? Yeah. It's very niche. Studio spaces, vinyl collections, DJ tables- that's kind of cool. This is very niche. I do feel like, you know, obviously Swedish House Mafia, Swedish Ikea, I get it. Um, but I do feel like them sitting down with People Magazine to talk about like a furniture collab is so beneath them. <laughs> it's giving uh, Bachelor Nation. <laughs> I know. That's why it's bizarre. But it's unique New York. <laughs> but the collab itself is an interesting idea. But also, it's yeah, like, like Swedish House Mafia like can barely get together again to do like a final show at Burning Man with millions of people, and like so true. Now they're like pulling Kelly Clarkson and designing furniture together. It's unique New York. I feel as though you needed to know that. Yeah, it's nice to know that everyone is lowering the bar, um, not just us. So that feels good. Yeah, I like your TMT sweatshirt. Thank you. It's like such a cute sweatshirt. I've been wearing so much merch recently, and it's just all so cute. It's the only way to live, merch. I'm sorry, like shopmorningtoast.com. Also shopchanel.com if the first one crashes. Yeah, right. We have a backup site, um, shopchanel. And then there's also shophermes.com. That's spelled H-E-R-M-E-S, Hermes. Um, can we dive into unburden yourselves? No, what's that? Unburden yourselves. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's like brought that, to you. It's like that Drake meme, unburden yourselves. No. I'm burning yourselves. <laughs> um, unburdening yourselves is brought to you by Seed. It turns out everything you think you know about probiotics might be wrong. <gasps> no. You know, I did think that probiotic tortilla chips might have been too good to be true. <laughs> the good news is that Seed... <laughs> Are you laughing at me? Yes. It's funny, right? <laughs> really funny. <laughs> Seed is so funny. Good news is that Seed's DSO-1 Daily Symbiotic is the real deal. 
What is the Daily Symbiotic? It is a broad-spectrum two-in-one probiotic and prebiotic. It's a 24-strain broad-spectrum probiotic and prebiotic formulated for digestive, gut immune, and additional systemic benefits. It's a capsule and capsule, and it protects against stomach acid, digestive enzymes, bile salts, and viability through digestion. Basically, the live probiotics will actually make it to the end of the small intestine for delivery into the colon. So if you've taken a probiotic before and you don't feel a difference, it's likely because the good bacteria wasn't surviving in your GI tract. Seed is designed differently, and that's why it works. It supports the benefits in and beyond the gut. It'll support the ease of bloating, healthy regularity, ease of evacuation, you know, take big dumps is what they're trying to say. Um, but it'll also support your gut barrier, your skin health, your heart health, and your micronutrient synthesis. If you want to start a new healthy habit today, visit seed.com slash toast and use code toast to receive 20% off your first month of the Seeds DSO1 Daily Symbiotic seed.com slash toast use code toast all right so unburden yourselves at the beginning of every week you write into us tell us something mortifying that you did or that happened to you and we are going to make you feel better about it we're gonna unburden yourself yourself so we've got two today and the first one is perhaps my favorite one hello jackson clord how you doing mcclord mcclord the literally most liter, the literal most awkward situation happened to me yesterday, and I simply must unburden myself. I'm a high school teacher, and yesterday, after I decided to stay a little later to get some grading done, I needed to pee. There's a student restroom literally three steps outside of my classroom, and my room is in the back in a kind of secluded hallway. So I normally just use that restroom instead of having to walk all the way around to the teacher bathroom. Well, that was a mistake, because while I was in the stall yesterday, two students came in. One started belting out singing Justin Bieber songs like she was literally on Broadway, and it was pretty funny at first because the girls obviously didn't realize I was in there. But then they got really quiet, and I realized they had started making out. I was literally frozen because I didn't want to come out of the stall and embarrass them, but I also didn't want to keep just sitting there listening to their kissing noises. That's weird. So I tried to like make noise by getting toilet paper, clearing my throat, but they just kept on. Then they started giggling and whispering to each other, no, stop, and I love you so much, and no, I love you so much. And then one of them said, no, don't start crying, it's okay, and then more kissing. At this point, I could not come out of the stall because they would think I was either pooping or eavesdropping on them the entire time. So I just had to sit there and listen to it all until they finally left. It was so awkward, and I wanted to die. Sincerely, never using the student restroom ever again. That is so awkward. I didn't. But at least like at least nothing happened like yeah you made it out alive you just had to sit through an uncomfortable situation but nobody knows I forgot Sasha I don't know if I ever realized that teachers and students use different bathrooms did they in our school I, I feel, feel like, like we yeah you don't see the teacher in the bathroom I don't actually know if that's true because I'm thinking of like, think of the third floor in our school. Like, where was the teacher's bathroom? The student, the, the teacher lounge was there. Yeah. So where was this, was there a bathroom in there? I don't know. But, but like, like, there should be separate of, bathrooms. It, yeah, it makes sense. There should be separate bathrooms. But this girl obviously is, you know, using convenience. Of course. Over. No, no, I understand why she used the kid's bathroom. Um, That is just like so... Crazy. So they knew someone was in there the whole time because she started no. making she started making noise though, or they just but they were kissing. They didn't hear. They were lost in each other. Like I want to die for you because like you had to listen to like some minors like making out and like you're their teacher and it's like definitely inappropriate. But like nobody knows you're not gonna get in trouble. You didn't have to face them, so like it's fine. You could totally yeah. un this burden. Yeah, you can un the burden. But now I'm just like thinking about bathroom configuration, bathroom in logistics, uh, and especially. 
in a men's room, like urinals. Like you can't be peeing like that next to your teacher. You can't be peeing like that next to your student. Right. That's the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Mixy thing. Sound off from the comments. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain our school did not have separate bathrooms. Maybe they do now. Why now? Like what's ch- why would they have separate bathrooms Like, now? just, like, things change. I don't know. Like, it's been 10 years since we've been in no, school. Like Maybe they got a new bathroom. the teachers and the students are peeing in the same place where they're not. For I actually feel like maybe there was, like, a single stall, like, family restroom vibe, like, between... Do you know the third... Like, you know what yes, I'm talking about yes. on the third floor. Like, across from the elevators, it was, like, the nurse's office and the teacher's lounge. And then to the right was, like, the men and women's yeah. room. Yeah. I feel like there was a single stall in between the men and women's room and there was a single stall in the nurse's office. Maybe that was what the teachers used. Yeah. Makes you think. Definitely. Definitely I'm thinking. Things are being thought. All right, next up. Hello, Jax, Claude, Roldini, Brass, and Stress. Brass, he doesn't come to work with mom anymore. It's so hurtful. Mm. I ask him every day. I say, Bryce, come with mommy. Said, I'm mm-hmm. good. Ooh, said, I'm good. I'm like, sliding you. Okay. Mega toaster here with a major burden that must be unned. This weekend, I went home with a guy who I know decently well. He's a friend of a friend. We've hooked up before. We don't really chat or anything like that. I'm a modern woman. I'm in my mid-20s. I have a sex-positive attitude, and there's no shame in my game. But as we were getting into the act, I started hearing a familiar voice saying, Hello? Hello? That's when I not so quickly realized that I had accidentally answered a phone call from my mother on my Apple Watch while twisting around in the sheets. She was checking in, and I got her off the phone pretty quickly. Yes, she was on speakerphone through my Apple Watch like a fucking special agent. But now I fear I can never speak to her again. P.S. I don't typically wear my Apple Watch out at night, but I had a busy evening right after work, so I mindlessly forgot to take it off. Never again. Love and kisses. This is just further proof that nobody needs an Apple Watch. Yeah. Yeah. I know you're very anti-Apple Watches. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, they're ugly. So if you want to wear them to, like, work or, like, to work out, like, I understand. But, like, get a speedometer. Get a pedometer. Like, like, yeah, like, I think Apple Watches are, for honestly, the great unwashed. Wow. And now you have another reason to not get one or wear one. The only time in my life I've ever seen a useful benefit of an Apple Watch was when I saw someone boarding a plane and they had the Apple Watch as their boarding pass. Like, that was pretty sick. I think there's also, like, some other interesting things, but I'd have never had one and I've never, like, wanted one. I count my steps with my aura ring. Deuces. Um, I don't think your mom probably knew what she was listening to in the first couple of seconds unless you were like, oh, yeah, baby, fuck me good. Like, but you, she didn't say I, that she said that, so I feel right. like she didn't. So if you're into dirty talk, like, you might have an issue, but if not, your mom maybe thought you were working out. Yeah, and as you stated, like, you have a sex-positive attitude. There's no shame in your game. So if your mom, like, figured out what she was hearing, then you'll just be like, yeah, mom, that's what I did. Yeah, and hopefully you inherited that, you know, fearless, confident women woman energy from your mom. So... It's really, it's her to blame. So, ladies, you can un these burdens and unburden yeah, yourselves. This week was mild. I'm so glad nobody's really going through anything that, like, would put us in a pickle. Yeah. Not to make it about us. Yeah, no, never. I know that you are not feeling well, so I will let you go. It's okay. I think um, I sweat through my whole tracksuit, so it's good. Thank you for showing up for the toasters when nobody else would. So, you're the best. Love you guys. And 
Thank you so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts and where podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I Radio, Castbox, all the places we have visited podcasts. Find us more until five star review about a beautiful standing spot we are. Hope you have an amazing Tuesday, and we'll see you tomorrow for Hump Day. Goodbye. Bye.